thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unleashed Faith. Welcome back if you are my faithful listener, and if you are new, I'm so glad you could join me this week. This podcast is intended for any woman who is willing to set aside and allow God to take full control over your life. Although I do have some guy listeners that do join me each week, and that is totally such a blessing to me as well. So continue to join me each week as I share moments of my life and how God is working on me. Allow me to become your mentor, your friend, and your sister in Christ as we live a radical life for Jesus together, learning tools and tips on how we can continue to mature in our faith daily. So if you're ready, grab a pen and your notepad and let's dig in. Hey y'all, welcome back to this week's episode. So I want to first off apologize for a couple things that if you hear in the background my dog's barking or if you hear uh, what sounds like construction behind me, I'm sorry. They are really close working on our house behind um, our property. They have cleared out so many acres to build a new neighborhood, which is unfortunate. We are not excited about that. So there is workers um, that are close to our property, and obviously uh, my big dogs do not like it, so I am having to work around this, so I'm sorry if you hear them chiming in. Uh, I promise that uh, I will do my best to get through this episode. So uh, today I'm going to actually, I'm going to be a little transparent. I'm going to share something. Um, because this is Mental Health Awareness Month, there is something that I just want to share. Um, obviously, whenever we share some things, there's we don't always have to give the big details, and there are things that are meant between um, you know us and God. But then sometimes God uses a season of your life to be able to share something that you went through, so that you can maybe use that to encourage somebody to give them hope. Um, to pray with them, to let them know like, hey, you're not alone. Like I've been through this. I survived and this is how and, you know, God's hand was right there with me all along in his presence. And I'm going to kind of real quickly, I guess I could say, um, talk about the armor of God. Uh, the armor of God has six different pieces and it's something that every day that we wake up that we need to make sure each piece is secure I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail because I do eventually want to do a series of breaking each piece down because each piece is so important. And like I said, there are six different pieces. You're going to hear the belt, the breastplate, uh, foot gear, shield, helmet, sword, and all of these things are used for um, our protection and for us as weapons against evil, because we do go through spiritual battles. We do go through, um, if you've heard of spiritual warfare, it's a real thing. People do go through it, but that's just us reminding us that we can't do life alone. I mean, scripture doesn't say that we're going to have sunshines and butterflies and rainbows all the time. We are going to go through some trials. I think what comes to my mind instantly is we, we sometimes we put ourselves in our own trials. I think about Jonah and how God specifically gave him instructions on what to do and how to proclaim his, his message. And he refused. And for that, he got stuck in the belly of the well. And the only way he got out of that 
was because he prayed and said, hey, Lord, you know, if you help me out of this situation, I promise to, uh, you know, do what you told me to do in the beginning. And uh, sometimes we get ourselves caught in the belly of a well. We can't get out of it on our own. We need God to help us. And so I'm just going to... I'm going to be in Ephesians 6. That is where the armor of God is talked about. And then I'm just going to share a little personal uh, testimony of a time that I struggled, uh, you know, being spiritually broken in a spiritual battle. And um, I could have probably gotten out of it uh, with medication and things like that. But it wasn't until I truly surrendered, I fasted, I gave everything and all that circumstances over to the Lord that things started, um, you know, having a different perspective. And I was able to work through that. And it actually, it healed me spiritually. It healed me mentally. Uh, and it healed relationships around me. So uh, just go ahead. If you want to get your notepads out, there's going to be some great scripture that I'm going to be reading. Maybe if you're following along, you can underline. But uh, I do want to go ahead and get into the reading. And it's going to be Ephesians 6. Uh, we're going to be verses 10 through what did I have? Uh, 20. So I'm going to read all of that. And if obviously if the spirit tells me to stop, I'm going to stop. But uh, following along and I'm reading out of the NIV today. So it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty prayer. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand, take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So right there, you're already seeing the repeat of putting on, put on the full armor of God, put on the armor of God. Uh, and it's here saying it twice in verse 14, continuing says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted in the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take that helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions. Okay, I'm going to stop right there for a minute because it doesn't say and pray in the spirit when I need something. It doesn't say I'm going to pray in the spirit when I want something. It says pray in the spirit in all occasions. All occasions. That means through the good, through the bad, and through the ugly. You need to pray in all occasions. Whenever you have, uh, you know, a victory, you need to pray. You need to give thanks to the Lord for those victories. I don't care how small it is. You need to celebrate them. You need to praise him. You need to thank him for everything that he's done. And continuing on, it says, with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Last week, I talked about praying for our enemies. That is considered the Lord's people. You got to pray for them too. Verse 19 says, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fear fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. 
for which I am an ambassador in chains, pray that I declare it fiercely as I should. So you should actually take where it says I there and really put yourself in that perspective. Pray that you speak words that are given to you so that you will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel and that for you are an ambassador in chains that pray that you declare and fiercely as you should. So reading all this, it may, you might be trying to visualize the armor of God and pieces like that. And I taught children's ministry for uh, about four or five years. And I remember going through the armor of God with the students and just allowing them to uh, kind of hear their perspective on what each piece meant for them. And I'm going to go through it real quick. Um, the belt is uh, its uses for the truth. It is that God's word is the truth in which we can defeat Satan's lies by speaking God's truth. The breastplate, it's the use of righteousness. You might have heard it be called the breastplate of righteousness. And this just approves that God's righteousness is the breastplate that protects our hearts and ensures his approval. It approves for of us because he loves us and he sent his one and only son for us. I, You know, I was telling someone the other day that I read through the book of John and I, I visualize the crucifixion and things like that and Jesus's ministry up until that time. But every time I read it, I get so choked up. And this past uh, Easter through Good Friday and everything like that, I really dug into the crucifixion and just the timeline, the time frame that Christ went through, all of the beatings, the mockery, the... Um, Pastor's really been talking about it. Um, our pastor, if you are in New Caney, you need to check out the Little Country Church. Uh, you can check it out at holywild.net. Our sermons are on there from our pastor, and he's doing an amazing job. And he's been talking about the crucifixion as well. So I guess that's why it's so fresh on my mind. And just that's emotional in itself. But I have to think that what kind of emotional state was Jesus in? Like through going through that, I'm sure he had anxiety. You know, I'm sure that he had some some questions and things like that, but he never stopped. He kept moving forward. He kept progressing in the ultimate goal. And that's what we have to do whenever we're in the midst of men a mental battle or whatever it may be, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether it, you're having a bipolar manic episode. Hey, I'm going to say it because it's real. It happens. If you're having any of those moments, you have to keep focusing on moving forward because whenever you sit still, whenever you stall, you move backwards. And whenever you move backwards and when you're having those situations, it is not a positive outcome. So you have to remember and reassure yourself that whatever you're going through, it will eventually pass. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen right now in this moment, but soon it will pass. And continuing on the pieces of the armor, the footgear, it's... Um, you might have heard it as the shoes of peace. It's the readiness to spread the good news, meaning God's word at any um, amount of time that he gives you, that it will motivate you to proclaim the good news, proclaim his word, proclaim his love. And not just by our voice, but by our actions. I know you hear that a lot on the pod, but it's something that is, it's important to grasp that. And moving on to the shield, uh, 
the shield, it is used for our faith, that we have to activate our faith and trust that God is going to fulfill the things that he has for us. The next one is the helmet. It's a, a helmet of salvation is what you probably have heard it back about, but this protects our minds and protects us from doubting uh, that God has given us salvation, that um, this is something else too that I'm just recently started studying on, but whenever salvation is something that we get from God, it, we don't deserve it. It's not something that we earn. So we have, we get that privilege. Uh, I sound like our youth pastor, but he is like, I don't know what's going on, but he is like aligned with everything that I've been praying for God to help me find a class, find something that I can get, I guess, more knowledgeable in the word. And I feel like God has used our youth pastor as like kind of like my professor, but he's it's just a great how God works out in your life. And the last piece of the armor is the sword. It's a word of God. This is what we can use against the enemy, that whenever we are going through a spiritual battle, whenever the enemy is throwing his fiery arrows at us, however it may seem, it may be people talking negative about us, people talking behind our back. It could be a situation at work going on. It could be struggle with finances, whatever it may be. The enemy is always going to try to distract you from doing God's work from doing what you need to do to progress your relationship with Christ, um, to take away your joy. He's going to do all of that. And you have to have this armor secure so that you are able to withstand the battle that you're going through with the enemy. Because the depression that we go through, the the anxiety, the PTSD, the the uh, suicidal ideations, and all those things that sometimes some of us struggle with, Those are all tactics that the enemy tries to use. Um, And unfortunately, some of us grasp what we can use, whether it's medical treatment or um, it's called holistic treatments, more natural. And then we're able to work through that. But what I have learned, because I personally have struggled with depression and I have struggled with anxiety, is um, there are certain things that work for people, other people that don't work for me. But what I have done is I have, uh, one, I've gotten into counseling, which is a huge lifesaver. Talking to someone, um, just having that neutral party to be able to confess what's going on and trying to get some direction. Because sometimes when I, when you, maybe you two out there, when you go and talk to someone about something that you're going through, they already know everything else about you. But when you go and talk to someone who is a neutral party, who doesn't know your everyday single life that, and they're able to give you a little bit of a different guidance. And I love that. And there's nothing going, nothing wrong with going to therapy. I have done it for the last four to five years. I haven't been so, I guess you could say faithful this past year, but I do feel like I have progressed and I, God is, uh, has blessed me with a spiritual mama. So, uh, that has kind of take place into my, uh, therapy for now until I am able to find another therapist or whatever. But I do know that, uh, Brandon Lake, if you guys follow him on his social media, he has partnered up with betterhealth.com and you can actually get a a month free of therapy through that if that is something that you want to look into. I will post that um, in the description of this pod for wherever you're listening to so you can take uh, take a look at that if you need that. 
All right. So thank you so much for just sticking around. I do want to be transparent for a few minutes. I do want to be uh, a little vulnerable and just share with you a time that my mental health was in such a bad spot that I didn't, I couldn't see a way out. And at this time, I was a believer. I was, you know, doing the things that I needed to do. I was spending time with the Lord. I was going to church. I was serving. I was doing all of the things that, um, you know, that are beneficial for me in my spiritual life. But on the inside and in my mind, I was broken. I was destroyed. The enemy was just attacking me. And no matter how hard I tried or how I felt I was doing to knock off the enemy, it was just still sticking to my spirit. And I learned through that experience and through those that those couple of years that I was in control of what I was allowing to attach to my spirit the whole time. I can see that now being on the <laughs> the inside that I would say the the other side of it, the finish side of it, the victory side. I can see now by looking back that everything that I was going through in that time was really what I was allowing to happen. And sometimes whenever things happen and situations occur, whether it's circumstantial or with a person, we don't realize the impact that we as ourselves have on the way that we feel, the way that we act, the things that we allow to attach to our spirits. And that's why I just want to share this short little testimony with you because maybe you're in a relationship or you have a relationship with somebody and you are doing everything that you can to pour, overflow your cup into them and they are just not grasping it and it is mentally wearing you down. And my hope with sharing this little tidbit is that uh, you can let go and you can release it and you can give everything over to God so that he can handle that situation and that person and that you can begin to heal and you can let go and let God. And um, it is such a beautiful thing whenever you are on the other side of it and being able to look back and being like, man, a lot of that I, I caused myself. And so, you know, going into if you ever have that circumstance or issue again, you know the do's and don'ts of it. And so it happened for me, I would say about five years ago, I want to say is when it really, uh, maybe five, six, maybe it could have been six to seven. I don't know. It was, a, it was a long time ago. Uh, but I was just beginning my full walk with Christ and I was two feet in and I was serving, I was spending time with the Lord every day. I was, uh, you know, any opportunity I got to help somebody or volunteer at the church, I was all in doing that, um, shifting my entire how I talked, how I did things, my trying to prioritize everything. And everything I was doing was the things that I do now, uh, you know, so I know now that I was doing everything I was supposed to do, but there was one thing that I was allowing that was, I guess you could say, really breaking my mental health. And that was allowing the negative things to attach to my spirit. Um, someone that I was really close to was in a deep, dark depression 
uh, depression, uh, full addiction of drugs, and there was no way out. It was kind of like a teeter-totter back and forth for a few years of they would get clean and then they would backslide and they would get clean and they would backslide. And that happens, unfortunately, with addicts because once you're an addict, you're always an addict. You're always going to have that temptation. You're always going to have that, man, if I could just do it one more time. I mean, me, even with uh, releasing alcohol and not drinking no more, it's been almost three years since I've had alcohol. And it's absolutely crazy to say that. But even doing that, there are times that I struggle and I'm like, man, it'd be okay. I could have one. And then I get that conviction from the Holy Spirit. And then I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Uh, you know, and I love that. I love that. I have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. But uh, so this person was going in and out. And, you know, I, of course, because I love this person so much, I was an enabler. And even though I would give them money or I would take them places, I knew what they were doing, but I love them so much that uh, just knowing it's, it's crazy. I know it sounds wild, but just knowing that I could see them and that they were still alive. I obviously, I was so distracted by the enemy. I had such a cloud over me. And now on this side, I realized that I couldn't do that. That I was a big part of them continuing what they were doing. But so this person ended up being in and out of jail for quite some time. And it was on and off. And I literally would, I hate to say this now, but I would put my family on the back burner for this particular person. And I would go every weekend to visit. And I would use that time to pour into them and to pray for them and to do all of these things. And even throughout the week, I would spend hours on the phone and I would write letters back and forth, all of these things. And in reality, I wasn't realizing the toll that that was taking on my mental health, uh, my relationship with my family, my marriage, uh, my work environment. All of these things were being effective, affected because I was allowing the negativeness of this situation attached to my spirit. And a couple months doing this over and over, you know, uh, going to visit them, coming back, going to visit them, coming back. It was literally, that's all I could think about. It was all I was consumed with in my mind. And I would go into cycles of depression. And with that, I was, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was aggressive. Um, there were times that I just cried for absolutely no reason. And I think it was just because I was just pure exhausted, not because of the circumstance and what this person was going through, but because I was mentally done. I was mentally exhausted and I didn't even realize it. I had obviously, uh, two friends telling me like, Hey, you need to let this go. You need to, uh, not allow this person's circumstance control your life. And I, and they could see a difference in me. And I hated that hearing that, but now I see that they were right. They were just looking out for me. But in that time I was so consumed with this situation and helping this person that I was allowing that to affect me mentally. Uh, I was allowing it to affect my relationships. I was allowing it to physically make me ill and, of course, because this person would not seem to get their thing, their act together, as you could say, it caused me to just go 
spiral up and down with depression. You know, I didn't understand. I felt guilty. I was like, what could, what could I have done right? Uh, what could I have done differently? What, what could I have done to maybe shake this person and see like all of these things. And there was one particular time that one of those friends that kept saying like, Hey girl, like you're not the same. I need you to snap out of this. She said, do not allow other people's actions control your emotions. And I will never forget sitting in front of her, bawling my eyes out just because I was, I was scared. I literally thought I was going crazy. This was the same conversation that I had was having with her that I was almost about to check myself into a mental hospital because I literally was consuming my life with this situation and I was in a dark spot. My mind, my mind, my thoughts were rolling. Uh, you know, I blamed myself for so many things. There was my relationship with, uh, you know, my husband was failing because I was consuming my life with this situation. And there were all these negative things just weighing me down, weighing me down. It's kind of like, as if I had a huge boulder on my back and I just kept going down, 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 down. And I will never forget her saying that, like, do not let someone else's actions control your emotions. And I remember leaving her in that moment and going home and just crying my eyes out to my husband and just telling him, like, I need help. I need help. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. I'm sorry. I'm realizing this now. And all my husband could do in that moment was hold me and squeeze me so tight. And in that moment, I just felt a release. Um, I felt a peace. I felt like, a, whew, like I got it. And from there, I went into a week-long fast. I journaled like crazy. And I ended up talking about what I went through with that person in that particular situation. And it was like God's hand was all over it because something had happened with that person that God just like blinded them and really shook them. While I was here breaking, God was breaking that person in a different circumstance. And from there on, their relationship with Christ um, took, you know, exceeded and it just excelled and, um, they ended up breaking their addiction and all of that. And then finally getting their life together. And I remember a few months after my final release and letting that go, looking back and realizing that I had caused so much trauma to myself because I was so worried about someone else and their situation. I caused depression, unnecessary depression, unnecessary anxiety. Uh, I caused uh, my relationships to strain. I caused uh, myself to get distracted from what God was trying to use me for. And I can see that now. And there have been a couple times that I've almost gotten caught back up into that. But I remember what that person said to me every single time. And I have said that paying it forward to other people before. But not letting other people's actions control my emotions has saved me from so much. Not just like 
you know, I guess you could say it has saved me from mental breakdowns. <laughs> it has saved me unnecessary situations that I could have been in and not been able to get out of. And I'm just sharing this. And I know it sounds kind of crazy and um, I probably should have wrote it down and had a little better explanation. But it was a time that my mental health was in a real bad state while being a believer. And through what that person said to me and through fasting and through journaling and through prayer, I knew that I couldn't allow, I couldn't be back in that situation, that God had a bigger purpose for me. Yes, I had to go through that so that I could understand that and that I could share that with you for today. But I just want you to know that if you're in a situation like that, if you have maybe been in a situation like that, or you're allowing someone else's actions to um, control your mental health and affect it, I'm praying over you. I want to pray for you. I want to get connected. I want to be able to help you release everything over to the Lord because I can tell you that whenever you do that and you let it go and you secure your armor each and every day, there is nothing that you can't do, that you can't overcome, whether it is spiritually, physically, or mentally. And that's what I have learned through this. And I have still struggled, uh, you know, dealing with, um, you know, relationship issues and infertility and having a teenager in this world um, has really stretched my mental health. And that's going to be something that I talk about on another episode because Having a child, especially a teenager in the world that we live in today, um, it is so heartbreaking to see how your your students, <laughs> it's because I'm a, a youth leader, so we always say students, but it's just how your children react to their environment and the people they think that are their friends and uh, being a mama and you know, seeing that devastation on your friend, on your child's face, whenever they're like, this is what my friend said about me today, or this is how they treated me. Like, it's so heartbreaking. And it's so unfortunate that the world is cruel. And we have to continue to pour into our children and be the light. And um, even for adults, you know, there's some adults out there that are cruel and it will take a toll on your mental health. And I do believe that it, mental health is something that um, is more spoken out. I believe now after the pandemic, you hear more about it. And um, I hate that so many more teenagers are struggling with it. I think uh, I remember reading something that when the pandemic happened, like three months into the pandemic, the uh, number of teenagers with depression and suicide uh, ideations increased almost 50%. That's that's horrible. That's horrible that, that that happened. But that's what happens when isolation happens. That's what happens whenever you remove things out of a normal good routine. And um, I know I could sit here and talk about <laughs> this on and off, but I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to go into another episode that I can uh, definitely use that for, but uh, I hope that what I shared today, that is something that um, maybe helps you. I know it sounds pretty dark, pretty sad, but it's real life. And on the pod, that's what I've always strived to be is to be transparent and to be as real as possible with you and 
Um, you know, some people say you share a little bit too much, but Jesus did too, you know, like Jesus was able to reach so many different people and the disciples were able to reach so many different people because of the things they went through and sharing the things that they went through and sharing what God has helped them with. And that's exactly how I'm able to get through uh, the depression cycles, the anxiety situations. And it's because of God, because of scripture, because it says that cast all your anxieties onto him for you. You know, it says that we're to go to him with confidence and boldness, knowing that he hears all of our requests. I mean, there's so many things in scripture that just we can use and we can use as the, the sword of the spirit and his word to defeat the enemy and to overcome the depression cycles that we go in or the anxiety cycles that we go in or, or whatever it is that you struggle with. And it doesn't have to maybe be mental health. Maybe you don't. Uh, maybe you just have some off days. Sometimes I say that saying, I'm just taking a mental health day. And that's just me saying that I need to unplug, I need to unwind. And maybe that's something that you can do this week. Um, maybe you can say that I'm going to take a mental health day. I'm going to unplug, I'm going to unwind, I'm going to read a book, I'm going to sit outside, I'm going to do some work outside. I don't know what it is, but uh, I just encourage you to go back and read through Ephesians 6. Read, break down the pieces of the armor, um, get into some scripture, get into some prayer. There is so much that you can learn just by the six pieces of the armor and how when those are secure, there's nothing that the enemy is going to throw at you that you can't shield off against you. So uh, be looking forward, um, be looking for uh, some new information on the pod. There will be a special guest coming up, so I'm super excited about that. I am excited that summer is almost here and that I don't have to hopefully get up super early uh, for a while with my kiddo and I can sleep in because I would love to do that at least one or two days a week. Uh, but if you guys need prayer, you know, you can always reach me on any social media platform. You can email me. Uh, be sure that you have all of the notifications checked clicked so that you do not miss an episode or anything bonus coming out. Uh, but as always, be blessed and stay focused.